Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's podcast, I would like to spend some time to give a shout out to the women of the United States national team because they went and did a job. Now, look, sometimes when I do the podcast, I, I, I try not to rant. I, I don't want to be a stereotypical sports radio guy, but... If you would allow me just a few minutes to talk about some things that made me really mad and why I'm super happy that Team USA is advancing to the final of the World Cup. First things first, let's start with the game against Thailand. I have never really been one for celebrations. As a player, I even in like my professional life, my personal life, the I often talk about the concept of, you know, it's way too early to spike the football. Like that's one of one of my famous Lawrence isms. That being said, I enjoyed watching them demolish Thailand and I'll get to some of the reasons why in a minute. But when it it seemed like the entire world was going up against these women and look, the scoring of the goals mattered because you were in group play and aggregate scores matter. So you put up as many goals as you can. I I can hear, it's not lost upon me how after, you know, goals nine or 10, maybe you should try to tamp down the enthusiasm, but also bleep that, you know, like... For some people, this is their first opportunity to be a part of scoring a goal in a World Cup. And that matters. And it only happens every four years. Who knows if you're going to be on the squad? So I it's hard for me to say, don't be excited about this really cool thing that you did. From that point on, the United States, and I think it, it was one of those deals where they already initially coming in because they were the favorite because it's such a superpower in soccer that they already had a target on their back. And and then there were going to be the people that would then use that to justify rooting against Team USA. And if if that's what you wanted to do, feel free. You should be rooting for your country and and you should be rooting as hard as we are for the the women of the, the U.S. women's national team. I... I'm I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is how these women have been painted almost as villains. Because in sports, we it seems as if we have to do that. That we have to label someone the hero, someone the villain, someone the underdog, someone the overdog. And let me just tell you that for me... This U.S. women's national team is representative of what sports is in America. Now, you could take that positively or negatively. What has happened is that because of how they've worked and become this juggernaut, how athletics in the United States has grown, and there are more opportunities now for for women to play sports, from the youth level to the high school level to the club level to the college level to the professional level and to the international level that we have been we have been growing these athletes for a really long time and the sheer dominance of 
American, the American sports factory is on full display with the women's national team. They have grown up in an environment where it is becoming more and more accepted to be a little bit brash, to be loud, to be confident. And maybe that's, that's the, maybe I'm, I'm splitting hairs, but I'm, I hate that they're being labeled or have been labeled as arrogant versus being confident. And when you look at the way that they play, they're, they're not out there just throwing the red jerseys onto the pitch and acting as if that's what's going to win the match. These ladies are precise. They are athletic. They take their opponents seriously and they attack their opponents very seriously. The other thing that really bothered me is British coach Phil Neville kind of talking trash about them. And if you hadn't heard, there was an incident where the U.S. women's national team, the staff had went to go check out the hotel that they would be staying in if they won and were playing in the championship. This is this is what happens in every sport around the world. It is not a sign of disrespect. It wasn't a sign of them looking past England and, and looking towards the, the final. What it was was due diligence that every team does. If you look at American sports, there's always a, a team that's going ahead to make sure that everything is, is cool. You're not just going to, if you're, if you're an NFL team that's playing in the wild card round and you know where you're going to play the next week, if you win, your, your staff is setting everything up for that to happen. Flights, tickets, hotels, transportation in that city, bus drivers, all of that stuff. Like that is, that's just a normal way of doing business. And it irritated me. And maybe Neville was doing this to try to get under the skin uh, of, of the team. And I know that it got under my skin. But it really irritated me that that was being used as some form of disrespect when it's really just the M.O. of every team in every sport. You, you send a, a, a group to go scout stuff out to make sure that you have everything you need. So if you do win, you can easily transition into the next thing. For, for the USA team, it's getting ready for the championship and making sure that they have everything they need at the hotel to, to have a successful training to get ready for the championship game. It just bugs me. Like, there's part of me now, and, and maybe it is me being an ugly American, but there's part of me now that I was hoping that they would do every single solitary celebration they had left in the arsenal uh, against England. The match was really close. It was a fun, exciting match. Shout out to Kristen Press, who, if you don't know about her struggles when it comes to whether or not being available for World Cup matches in 2015 or losing in the Champions League or injuries and everything else that she has overcome in her career. The fact that she got the, the U.S. on the board with the first goal, shout out to her, shout out to that whole team. Now, when the news came down that Megan Rapino wasn't available for, for the U.S. team, I was on the air and I was like, what the hell is going on? How does a, the, the best player in the tournament not available? And, and then we learned afterwards that, She's got a slight hamstring pull. She should be good to go 
on Sunday for the, the World Cup final. And let me spend a couple minutes talking about her. I, I in, have always liked her. I think that she is an important voice in sports. I think that she is someone who challenges the status quo, both in sport and, and in society at large. If you haven't, you should read her girlfriend is Sue Bird, who uh, is a Hall of Fame basketball player. Uh, Sue retired. I can't remember. I think Sue's retired now from the Seattle Storm. But she wrote a piece in the Players Tribune that is worth your time that that I thought was really, first of all, well written. And secondly, gave us a glimpse into the, the life of Megan Rapinoe and how she lives and what some of her choices are. Anyway. She has been fantastic. And in the face of criticism, whether uh, it, it happened here or abroad, the fact that, that she was able to still be a dominant player on the pitch is phenomenal. I, I love that there is a real element of the things that we love about American professional sports ingrained in what we see with the U.S. national team. One, and the most important thing, and the thing that, that we we often overlook, and I, maybe even I've overlooked it in, in the 10 minutes that I've been talking, is the excellence. Being the best of the best. Having the best 11 out there, them working as hard as they can to get to this point in their career, and then when the moment comes, the moment not being too big for them. And we'll see, you know, maybe it, it's possible on Sunday that they lose. I'm just saying that for up to now, what this team and, and this organization, quite honestly, if you, if you look at the success going all the way back to the 99ers, or what they've done and what they've created over the last 20 years is a culture of winning. And... I hate to sound jingoistic, but how American is that? Like, isn't isn't that what we're all striving for when it comes to sports? And I know that there is a level of participation that I am I'm totally comfortable with of people going out there trying, giving their best, and maybe not reaching the summit of their skills or their sport. But when it comes to this group, you have all of that. You have the sizzle and the steak. And I am, I am not here for them to turn down the sizzle just because everyone else is all about steak. The fact that they've got talent and they are not afraid to express themselves and not everyone, not everyone is as expressive. Like Carly Lloyd isn't as expressive as Megan Rapinoe is, but whatever like that's another part that i think over the last few years whether we're talking about the guys in the nba expressing themselves or more and more in baseball where we're seeing batters and even pitchers like marcus stroman start to express themselves and the world hasn't collapsed the game hasn't collapsed in on itself when you have the level of excellence that the, the U.S. women's team has shown. And you combine that with what I'm sure are influences that they see from watching other sports. Even in the WNBA, there's flair. There are players that have flair. 
and and share that flair. And they're expressing it. So I'm I am all here for it. I am this is about as is um outwardly patriotic as I get. You know, <laughs> like it's not <laughs> ordinarily I'm not like this, but I just I feel a kinship to this group of players because I don't like the fact that that they are constantly criticized for just being great. And if you want to stop them, feel free to to stop them. Sweden wants to stand in their way, great. It wouldn't be unprecedented. But if, if stop them and... I don't think that they should change who they are, and I'm glad that they haven't. And, and I've seen a lot of commentators, even yesterday, with the, the, the tea celebration that ended up happening with Alex Morgan. I People were upset about that. It, guess what? Y'all made it personal. Phil Neville made it personal. So, yes, are, are, are we a little bit petty? Can you say the U.S. women's team is Petty LaBelle? Hell yeah. And as rigid of a human being as I am, I might have been a little bit petty too. So yeah, we'll throw the tea in Boston Harbor. We're going we're gonna to celebrate the 4th of July. Someone bring out Bill Pullman. Today is our Independence Day. Yesterday on Twitter, I was like, hey, hey, England, suck a lemon. Because our women are here in France and they are not for the play play. You want to shut them up? Then stop them. To paraphrase Ric Flair, to beat a woman, you got to beat the woman. Woo! Speaking of women's sports. Title IX is not perfect, and a lot of times it seems as if Title IX is under siege. I do think that Title IX can take a small victory by looking at what has grown into the U.S. women's national team. The opportunity for more girls to start sports very early on, to realize that they can have a life and a career in sports if that's what they want to do, I think is extremely valuable and needs to be protected. I also think that there needs to be a ton of improvements to Title IX enforcement, and we need to continue to study and tinker and make it better and better for everyone involved. That being said, I am so proud of this group. I am so proud that they are out there representing me as an American. I can't think of a better group that that would go out there and do it. So, I got my my American flag out. I got my soccer scarf on. I am Team USA all day, every day. Go out there and bring it home. And when you do, spike the damn football. USA! 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 Thanks for listening to my rant today. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you next time.